You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join Ulysses and I tonight, this Friday, first pitch of the Rays Athletics game to get in on the conversation. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Well, Ulysses, the Rays have now won five games in a row, including a now sweep of the Los Angeles Angels, eight to three in entertaining and impressive fashion coming from behind a 3-0 lead to get the job done in the later innings. Yes, and it's very difficult to sweep a four-game series against another major league club. It's only happened seven times now for the Rays, but it not, not I think the Rays did their job, but I think a big factor was how much of a little league team the Angels looked yes. on the field at times. I mean, that is very shoddy defense over there. And, and the funny thing is, I know we only have seen, at least I have only seen four games of the Angels. That is not a playoff team whatsoever. No. I mean, four games, I know, but that is not a playoff team. If you're an Angels fan too, it must suck to have that bullpen in that defense because – as race fans, we, we, you know, we critique the defense sometimes and, oh, the bullpen hasn't performed to its standards. Race fans, if you saw those four games, <laughs> you, better, you better be thankful for the race defense and the race bullpen because what we saw from that California team was ugly. Yeah, and that's an opportunity where you have the athleticism and speed to step on the throat. Yeah, use Brett Phillips, use Manny Margo, use Randy Arozarena, and take advantage of pass balls, wild pitches, and just so many things where, in fact, uh, it's so funny, you mentioned Little League team, and Fangraphs actually did an article on how bad the Angels defense is, and you wonder, like, you feel bad for the starting pitchers for a sense, because, like, how much better their ERA would be. Like, you got to compare their ERA and FIP to what is going on in the infield. And there's absolutely no confidence, no confidence if you're a pitcher. Uh, how, there. how, I mean, how can you be a contact pitcher in, in the angels rotation? It, it, it sucks. It sucks to know that the guys behind you are not going to make plays. And Kevin, every game we saw multiple errors, but every game we also saw mental errors, which are yes. not kept on the score sheet. And, and, and those may be even more troubling because it's a foundational concept of how to play a certain play. Uh, excuse the, the redundancy there. But no, I, I loved, loved, loved how the Rays were able to capitalize by using their wheels. They, the speed factor. I am not going to back down from my comment uh, of earlier this week. Uh, Margot, Phillips, Kiermaier, and Arozarena, they should always have that green light. 
They are dynamic on the base paths. If they want to go, they should go. Bottom of the order was productive between Mike Zanino and Brett Phillips and Joey Wendell batting down in the order as well. I got to tell you, it seemed like uh, you wonder if the complexion of the game would have changed if Andrew Heaney was left in to finish the seventh inning. And Mm -hmm. Joe Madden doesn't bring in, I know that Heaney is at 110 pitches, but he was electric last night. And then you bring in, again, that bullpen, a lot of question marks, Max Meyer, Meyer, whatever his name is. Uh, And Mike Zanino hits an absolute, I mean, a momentum swinging home run that passes both bullpens. And that's like, okay, we're on the board. We've gotten to their bullpen. We can do this. And you wonder if Andrew Heaney was left in, he gets and handles Zanino. Maybe that is sort of the death knell uh, for the Rays in that sense. And that carried it over. Well, that's the thing. He had already struck out Zunino twice he had and I know I understand that he was at what 110 pitches but like BA said on the broadcast what's the difference between 110 and 114 is there a a statistical analysis of what the shoulder uh, pain will be of the recuperation time will be if a guy is going to face uh, uh, let's be honest Zunino has been way more productive in 2021 than in than in years past but it's still Zunino and he, you have handled him that night. It's the Blake Snell scenario, uh, similar to what happened in game six. What is the difference? Is there actual quantitative uh, data that tells you, no, 110 to 114, oh boy, you do not want to cross that line to a guy that you have already handled so easily in the prior two at-bats? It's, uh, it's, it's disheartening if you're an Angels fan, but when you saw yeah. him being taken out and you're a Rays fan, Ooh, start licking your chops because that Angels bullpen, we've seen it time and time again in this series. It's not good. It's not good. Right. And just like the Dodgers breathed a sigh of relief when Blake Snell was taken out, same thing with the Rays and Andrew Heaney in that sense. And again, it's not like there were there was a runner or two on base. It was bases nope. empty. What so <laughs> if you do, I mean, you gave up the home run anyway by going to the bullpen there. So I don't yeah. really get it from that standpoint. And it's not like he was, I mean, it, it's not, Heaney got through the race pretty handedly. I didn't see a lot of high, stressful, high intense, super high leverage moments where it was like, yeah, man, that, that one ten, uh, that 110 pitches probably feels like one thirty. If anything, it probably felt like 90 pitches to him, to the way he was going. Because, yeah, I think the Rays did their job by increasing the pitch count and working the at-bats. But to your point, there wasn't any high leverage situation all the time. He had a couple runners at third, but they were in the early innings. So, yeah, I just don't see that uh, that decision, you know, of 110 to 114 pitches, um, you know, as reliable as maybe they think it is. But that's an outsider perspective. But if we focus, let's 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 shift a little bit into the Rays pitching. My gosh. I mean, for the last 10, 14 days, you, you can really make the argument that the pitching has really turned a corner, Kevin. I mean, they, they're doing their job. I stayed off the Twitter box. Uh, the, the idea. The, <laughs> right. I pulled a Kevin Weiss here. And when Fleming came on and he allows, I think, four, I think it's four consecutive hits. You know, I, I was like, nope, not touching the Twitter box because I know race fans are just, oh, Fleming sucks. Oh, my gosh. How dare you not leave Colin McEwen and all that crap? I stayed off it. Yeah. And guess what? 
because at the end of the day, he did his job, just like Yarbrough did his job earlier in the series. Five innings, three runs allowed. Beautiful work. Right. Look at the final stat line. And if you add in what Colin McHugh did, what a return to the mound by, by the X trash can. I mean, it's, it's fantastic to see him working out like that because that's exactly what you thought that he could be. If he gives you Kittredge-type stuff and you can work him as an opener, uh, this, this bullpen is getting better and better. Absolutely. And the thing with Fleming, too, is, yeah, I know in his previous start as well, he got hit around at the beginning. But again, he had the composure and the poise to make the adjustments and settle in and not let it be a wasteful start. And at the end of the day, it's, I mean, for all intents and purposes, pretty much a quality start that he has given you there with what he did and, and doing it from a standpoint of, okay, I'm hitting the zone too much with my pitches. Now I've got to find a way to get these angels hitters to chase. And he was able to do that at that point too. So again, very good win for the Rays there on a roll. Look, I, I can, can the Rays play the angels 162 games out of the year? That'd be ideal. Cause they're also very, very good historically at angel stadium. That's the other thing too. They've, they've been great since 2010. They, they, they own angel stadium since 2010, which is, uh, which is great to see that they keep uh, that rolling. Uh, but I want to do say one, uh, I want to say one thing, a Rosarena. He got a throw in from left field to, to catch, uh, I, I forget the runner, but he, he got him out in, in that stressful inning for Fleming. He has an arm, people. He has an arm. Yeah. So all you all you KK uh, people that thought that that was the right thing for KK to do, to step in front of uh, the left fielder in left field territory because KK has the best arm, well, Rosarena has an arm too. And again, Olsen, not a very speedy runner, I think. And Rosarena uh, being camped under it could have made that play, but that's all I say. I'll say about that. I know it, it's too much, but I just want to say it. A Rosarena has an arm. Rosarena no, that, has that's a, a great tease because I do want to continue on the Rosarena talk because Ben Rosa actually made a really good comment on Twitter that we'll get to in a second. But first we've got to tell you about bet online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action Baseball season is in full swing, of course, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet Online gives you great sporting news, sign up bonuses, contents, uh, contest information and so much more. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Again, promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, Ulysses, as I alluded to, uh, Ben Rosa reached out to us. Of course, this week we've kind of been focusing on which race players have uh, most overwhelmed and underwhelmed mm -hmm. what we discussed for their preseason expectations. And he said he was a little bit surprised that we didn't mention Randy Arozarena there. Uh, yeah. I actually, and I think we're pretty much on the same page with this. Yes, his strikeout rate is ballooning up to 34%, which is not indicative of what he's been historically in the minor leagues. He's an under 20% guy, 
But we knew that, look, he's not Babe Ruth. He's not Barry Bonds. He's not what he did in the playoffs. He's a very dynamic talent for sure, but there's going to be some regression to the mean. And I think coming in, we were pretty much in agreement. He's going to give you 20, 25 bombs, 20, 25 stolen bases, and around a 270 batting average. And that's about where he's at. He's got, what, hitting 264, three home runs, four stolen bases, three stolen stolen bases. bases. I mean, he's, he's about where we thought he would be, I think, anyway. Yeah, and and I think the biggest thing, obviously, I hate strikeouts. I hate strikeouts, but yes. the average is still there. So I, if I had to nitpick on a Rosarena's stat line right now, it wouldn't be the strikeouts necessarily. Uh, it would actually be the ground ball rate. Okay. Because the ground ball rate has ballooned even more than than the strikeouts so I think that's the one thing that he needs to maybe work on is you know maybe take a a half a page of what Willie Adamas is trying to do with the launch angle and uh, you know just put the ball a little bit more in the air I think that way the power which we have seen drop from a Rosarena that that ISO could actually increase with a little bit more of a launch angle but honestly Kevin if he if he's a 15 homer guy and, and, and a 20 stolen base guy, I, I don't care. I think a lot of people uh, bought into the, the, the 40 homer, 30 homer um, narrative that was happening uh, preseason. But I told, but I said this on the bold predictions. If he keeps it to 20, 20, 20 if he hits 25 bombs, Kevin, right. he's the rookie of the He's the rookie of the year. And, and no matter what happens, I don't, I don't care anything else about the stat line. If he hits 25 now, I do think he's more in the 20 to 25 range, but I think we're going to see the power come up and he's going to make the adjustments necessary. But uh, I think that's just nitpicking because there's a lot of other guys that deserve to have the spotlight negatively and not a Rosarena. Not to mention the fact that also defensively, he's made a lot of leaping and diving catches. And you mentioned the outfield assist that he had yesterday as well. And I do appreciate, I think, and we also knew that coming into this season, he wasn't going to get quite as heavy a dose of fastballs that we know yeah. that he's a very, very good fastball pitcher. So less fastballs, less cutters, maybe more changeups and sliders. And that might be what we're seeing a little bit. I also think he's getting, uh, I, I don't know if this is a hitch in his swing or, or what, but inside and up and in seems to give him trouble at times. Maybe he needs to take a tip from Mike Zanino because Mike Zanino has been hitting some of those balls up and in uh, those fastballs up and in. So honestly, I can't, I can't really have many qualms about Randy Rosarena so far this year. Got to be frank. Me either. Me either. I agree with you. But uh, if I'm trying to play devil's advocate here and, and what Ben might try to say is where were the expectations for Randy Rosarena? And, and so where's that for gap for his production? Okay. For others, not for us. But I'm thinking, you know, he might say, I hey, what about the people that thought he was going to get 40 bombs and, and, and the 300 average? Like, yeah. hasn't the production been kind of a gap between those expectations? I understand that. The problem is, like, I didn't have those expectations. So, in my right. opinion, I, I think he's handling it well. But I just want to see the ground ball rate come down a little bit. And then we can see the pop that we all yeah. uh, want to see from Randy. Although I will say I, I'd have to look at the ground ball rate and where if there are ground balls to short and he's grounded out. Okay. But if they're the other way, which we've seen at times, that that's one thing that I'm appreciative of what he's been able to do. He gets a fastball or a pitch outside the zone away. He's not afraid to put the bat out there and, and smack it that way. And I think we saw that yesterday too. 
Exactly. That's where I was going. In the eighth inning, he actually took a, a, a ball right outside the zone and shot it to, to right center uh, for, for a double. That's what you want to see from Randy. Those line drives op- opposite field. That's great news. Hopefully, you know, he can be turning around as we speak to get those ground ball rates down. Do you think, okay, and continuing on this uh, most underwhelming raised player so far this season, would this guy have to have an asterisk next to his name? Or would this, because I, I was actually thinking, I, I thought about it, uh, and I don't know if it's fair to say this guy, but Chris Archer, could he have made the list for most underwhelming? I mean, well, uh, $6.5 million, third highest paid guy on the team. He's thrown four and two-thirds innings so far this I mean, year. We're, we're, we're putting Yoshi on, on the plank out there uh, on DFA or AAA or released or whatever you, you may have for 250 at-bats. We're crucifying this guy. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Chris Archer is right below him on the salary rank. And uh, what did he give the 2021 team so far? Four innings? Four innings. Yeah. Uh, I think you're going to win that prop bet, by the way. I think I said I said he would pitch over 100 innings, and you correct. said under. And, and the strikeouts, uh, too. Oh you said he would, he would cross the, the, the James Shields mark, and I said, no, he would not. I think he's on a – look, I don't want to speculate, but apparently a family matter. I guess – I don't know if he's fully healthy from the forearm issue. I would assume he is, but who knows? Maybe he's, he's on a moon landing or something because I haven't heard or seen from him – in weeks, so the the race have really kept mum on this. So I, I'm assuming it's it, it's it's kind of a, yeah. a a bad situation with with the family. So hopefully every everybody is is getting better and everybody's fine. But yeah, uh, we haven't really heard anything from Chris Archer uh, on this. It, just like we didn't hear from Colin McHugh, and then he came back and he was yeah. awesome. So let's hope that that's the same kind of path that Chris Archer takes. And, and well, the other thing too that maybe concerns me about Chris Archer is the standpoint of remember what Jose Alvarado was going through and dealing with, and he was just yes. never the same with his family and personal issues. And it's something where it's it's hard to stay in shape. It's hard to focus on getting your mm-hmm. arm right when you have such a major off the field dilemma that you have to handle. And then if you come yeah. back and you're not fully in shape, and then you get hurt, and then it's sort of a wasted year with that too. So, uh, we also got, uh, we'll get to, of course, baseball trivia, name that war. We'll make that the last segment of the day here. But, uh, we also got an email from Ty McCann. Uh, he put together the, he compared the numbers of Albert Pujols and Yoshi Satsugo. And, uh, let's just say, uh, Yoshi's numbers are actually worse than Albert Pujols at the time of his release. Uh, Pujols, uh, well, they're both at negative 0.5 war, Pujols had a 622 OPS and 92 plate appearances. Yoshi, a 460 OPS and 83 plate appearances. The strikeout, walk rate, and extra uh, extra base hit rate. Pujols, 14.1%, 3.3%, 5.4%. Yoshi, 30%, 9.6%, and 4.8%. His question is, with all this information in the re- uh, recent DFA of Albert Pujols, does this put pressure on the Rays to make a move with Yoshi sooner rather than later, whether that is demoting him or otherwise? I mean, I guess it maybe makes it easier from a PR perspective, given that uh, the Angels just released a Hall of Famer uh, in the unceremoniously way that they did. But mm-hmm. I don't think the the Rays absolutely have to make a move until G-Man Choi is is healthy and ready. So Correct. I think it's the but- same thing. And it might – look, I – 
I think whatever Yoshi should be willing to do, whatever the Rays ask him to do, if that's being sent to the alternate side or otherwise. And and I've made my point on that. I think. And, and I I have to agree with you, but I no, I don't think the Rays you know are looking for the Angels you know uh, advice or or, right. or you know PR marketing to oh, okay now we can DFA Yoshi Yoshi unfortunately is the next guy out of the team when G-Man Choi is, is healthy and ready to come back. What you've seen from Brett Phillips this series, you want to keep Brett Phillips. Mm-hmm. He produces with the bat more than Yoshi. He produces more with the defensive uh, side than Yoshi. Uh, it, the clubhouse, just, too. It, the clubhouse. clubhouse. I think that's too. a big thing that as helps. well. Of, of course. And, and you know, it, it, I think you can tell that the clubhouse is important for the race. If a guy like Jimon Choi has remained with the race over, for example, a Nate low, uh, you know, they, yeah. they, they like that, what he can bring to the clubhouse and Brett Phillips brings that too. So uh, just, I think Brett Phillips has basically made his case that you don't want to uh, get rid of me because for, first of all, he he's out of options. So you don't want right. to, you know, dare 29 other teams to, to, to claim Phillips. So yeah, I think, Yoshi is the next guy out once Jimon Choi is ready to come back in. I agree with that. Hey, one other thing on the, the Pujols matter. It's kind of funny because Josh Fleming, good thing he was in California at Angel yes. Stadium and made the, the effort to uh, get an autograph and a picture with his boyhood hero. But look, we know there's all the, uh, the, the speculation out there about, well, I think that Pujols actually, like he doesn't want to, end things here he wants Mm -hmm. to continue to play and i think an american league team where he can just be the dh maybe the white Sox, tony la russa reunion something along those lines it's funny because everybody's talking about how bad pujols is this year and i don't disagree with that but there's actually like i mean yoshi a couple other rays that are hitting worse than pujols this year too so it's not like pujols has been and with league average at like 230 it's not like pujols is like the absolute worst player in baseball off. at the moment. I mean, honestly, yeah. I, I hate to say it, but your boy, Miguel Cabrera ain't doing too hot. He's exactly. doing a lot worse than Pujols is. So those Albatross slugger contracts are not, uh, they don't get good when a guy gets uh, long in the tooth there. No, that's why you should probably do those deals when you're 22, 23. Now when you're 29 or 33, yeah. like I think uh, Pujols uh, was, you know? So yeah. Oof. Poor, one, poor, one other thing uh, I, 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 I yeah. I, I, I just want to say, if, if yeah. it were up to me, I think they did him dirty. I, I think they did him dirty. It's the last year. He, he's going for 700. I know he might not get there, but it, it just seems very unceremoniously, like you said, of a release. And, I, and look, honestly, after seeing this team, I know only for four games, you're not going to go to the playoffs. So you might as well have a guy like right. Pujols give some damn knowledge to, 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 to Jared Walsh, for example, and, and, and be out there. I, I just... I, I think they did him dirty. I, I don't know if it's did him dirty because again, I, I have very little sympathy for a guy that, uh, you know, signed a $240 million contract and also has a 10 year personal services contract. That's going to pay him $10 million for the next 10 years after he retires. Uh, but that's the game. It happens all the time where, you know, guys, their, their dreams get crushed and they get DFA or they get released. And um, it would be a different situation. I think if it, if he was only with one team and only with the Cardinals and they did him like that, but considering, I mean, he fell off the map after he signed with the angels. Yeah. He had a couple of good years, but he was not the same player that he was with the Cardinals. And I think kind of a clean, break. never again, I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. He was so, never again, the same player. Yeah. 
No. And I know there's, look, I know there's speculation about how old is he 41 or is he 44? What, but <laughs> at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he still put up these numbers. It's not like he went into baseball reference and, right. and changed the and number. Like he still produ- yes. He still <laughs> yeah. produced whether he was, you know, 25 when he was a rookie or 22 when he was a rookie. And again, yeah. who hasn't lied about their age? We, we've all lied to, to get a free, to get, to get the kids meal, to, to get that free coffee at McDonald's for the, uh, for the senior citizen thing. Uh, to That's sneak right. into a bar, maybe, you know, yeah. uh, to, to get a little tobacco. We've all fudged our ages <laughs> here then again. But again, he still put up the numbers. So I don't think that, I mean, in my opinion, I don't, but guys have done much worse and still gotten into the yes. Hall of Fame, I think. So I, I don't 100%. think there's really a question with that. Okay, there we go. Uh, baseball trivia, name that war. That is coming up next. But first, We've got to tell you about uh, one of our good friends, and that is Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many, so many diff- uh, delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor? They've got coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie. The list goes on and on. And not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. You're looking at something along the lines of 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams sugar, four grams net carbs, healthy, healthy stuff. And it, I think, could make a really, really great gift for Mother's Day. Order her a box and let her enjoy a healthy, delicious dessert. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and that'll get you 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, Ulysses, baseball trivia time. You are grilling me. What do you got? Well, uh, lucky for you, we're talking about Albert Pujols once again for trivia. So if we look at the all-time hits list, Albert Pujols ranks at number 14 on that list. Uh, Very high up there, man. Uh, So I want to see if you can maybe get a base hit here um, and tell me six of those 13 guys ahead of Albert Pujols. Can you do that? Six of the 13. Uh, Can you tell me how many hits that Albert Pujols has or is that giving it away, giving too much of the farm there? Uh, I, I, I don't want, I think I should. I, I think that's a fair question. Okay. So Albert Pujols had 3,253. Okay. Thank you for that information. Um, Ichiro Suzuki. Strike one. Darn. I will, I will, uh, I will help you out. I will help you okay. out though. Ichiro had 3,089 and he ranks 24th. So 10 spots below Albert Pujols. Go big here. Go big, big. Go big. Go big. Okay. Uh, Asterix or not, Barry Bonds. Strike two. No, Uh, you're kidding. I know. I know. I was. Did they take him off the list? Did they? Did they? (laughs) Did they wipe his records clean? (laughs) Holy crap! Okay. 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 Derek Jeter. There you go. Okay, so Derek Jeter is number six on the list with 3,465. Alex Rodriguez. 
Mm, incorrect. Foul tip. Foul tip. Foul foul tip. tip. One foul more tip. guess. Bro, go big. Uh, like, okay. go big. Go big, big. All right. Uh, Tony Gwynn. Incorrect. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm thinking here. of hits you guys. Did. I'm just thinking of hits guys. I don't know. Yeah. Go with guys that you know their names and you wish you would have seen them play. Because oh, Derek okay. Jeter is the only guy that you've seen here. All right. All but right. Big well, names. Okay. You know these names. Babe Ruth. All right. Incorrect. All right. You just got to give him because I, I've had like five strikes now. Okay. All right. Uh, number I, well, one on the I, list. This doesn't count, but let me let me just kind of okay. okay let me just go. empty the can here. Okay. Um, Ted Williams has to be on the list. Not above Pete Rose. Pete Rose is on the list. I mean, come number on. Number one on the list, Pete Rose. There you go. Four thousand two hundred and fifty-six. There you I'll go. Uh, there. Number two on the list, Ty Cobb. Number three, oh, yeah. Hank Aaron. Number four, mm. Stan Musial. Number five, Trist Speaker. Number six, Derek Jeter. Uh, number seven, Cap Anson. Number eight, Honus Wagner. Number nine, a Red Sox, not Ted Williams, Carl Yastrzemski. Number 10, Paul Molitor. We almost saw him. Um, yeah. 11, Eddie Collins. Uh, number 12, of course, uh, one of the best ever to play the game, Willie Mays, who actually had a birthday a couple days ago, his 90th. And number 13, Eddie Murray with 3,255, two above Albert Pujols. Honestly, like, I was thinking more recent guy. Like, yeah. I would have guessed Wade Boggs, too. And I'm surprised he's not well, in. I know it's, 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 it's a, it's a small group of 3000 hits guys. It's like 30 something. So you, you gave me all the ones that Pujols had just passed. So there's that. Yeah. Well, I think if anything that confirms that Albert Pujols is absolutely a no doubt hall of famer and probably, I mean, him and Mickey Cabrera, one, a one B as the greatest right-handed hitters of our generation. Uh, okay. Name that war. Maybe, Honestly, after that, I hope you don't do well on this name that war question. <laughs> I might not even give you a second guess, quite frankly. Uh, this okay, guy, okay. Uh, it is a Los Angeles angel, former Los Angeles angel or California angel or Anaheim angel, whatever they were called at the okay. time. Uh, we know that Mike Trout is a terrific, terrific baseball player. And uh, there's also another angels ball player whose last name was also a fish. And he was also pretty darn good. Tim Salmon. What is oh his career God. war? <laughs> Dude, I hate you. <laughs> Tim Salmon. Um, who's the greatest? Who's the greatest fish last fish. name ball player? You got Mike Carp, Mike Trout, Tim oh, Salmon. I'm sure there's good. a fisher in there. Could you could you could you make a lineup out of all fish name I, last that's names? That's gotta be a thing. That's gotta be Please, a thing. I'll have to research that. Thing. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Tim Salmon. I have no clue what Tim Salmon's position even is, but. Uh, okay. I'll help you out. It was right fielder. <sighs> he was a right fielder. Okay. Here we go. Can you and tell this me is if he's fair, in the Hall of Fame or not? Fair, he is not in the Hall of Fame. He. This is a fair Perfect. question, though, because he was, I mean, right in the smack of us growing up and watching baseball. Maybe not on the West Coast. We would watch that much. But you had heard of Tim Salmon ahead of Yes. Him. Okay. Yeah, you, with that name, you have to hear of uh, of him, Tim Salmon. Uh, okay, 
okay, Tim Salmon, not in the uh, Hall of Fame, then he let's let's say he did 15 years uh, of ball. Then he was about a three-war player for, let's say, seven years. So that's 21 war. And then the other half, he was maybe like a two-war player. Uh, so that's 14 plus 21. That's 35. But let's knock him down a little bit. I'm going to go with 27 war. I'll give you one more guess. And I will just say that I was surprised by this war number. 38. Very close. Very close. 40.6 was Tim Salmon's career war. Rookie of the year, silver slugger, 2002 World Series champion. Uh, Finished his career with a 282 career batting average, 1,674 hits, 299 home runs. Right on. Just needed that one more. (sighs) You know what? His entire career was with the Angels. I, I, I hate that. I hate when guys get the 99. One of my the, the best power hitters I've seen from, from my country, of course, Andres Galarraga. Uh, mm-hmm. He had 399. Can you believe that? 390. Like one freaking yes. more bomb. One little wind yeah. just spit out a little bit. Yeah. And you end up with 399 instead of 400. That's disgraceful. Okay. And that's where I would be like, yes, then the then the angels would have absolutely did Albert Pujols dirty. If he was at six ninety nine. it's like, I just need one more. What? Give me a 300 at bats to get this thing, but he's you know at six sixty seven. He's not, it's going to, well, I don't know if he ever gets there to seven conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory here. First of all, do you know if he had a home run this season? If Albert Pujols yeah, he's had, had five, I mean, he's, he's I mean, honestly, okay. he, he's like a Mendoza line hitter with five home runs. I know the defense wasn't good, but in their whatever, I mean, he's blocking Otani, but no, no, my point yeah. is if, you know, maybe they wanted him to cross a six, 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 because imagine if Albert Pujols had actually ended up with oh, that yeah. mystical number for home runs, they had to like, no, as long as six, six, seven, then right. we'll cut him loose. That's my that conspiracy is, theory. That's a good point. And, uh, yeah, it'd be kind of weird. I mean, I, I don't want to get into it, but yeah, the that would be an odd uh, development there. But yeah, Tim Salmon, it's funny because you look at those Angels teams and I mean, that between him and Garrett Anderson and Troy Gloss and Darren Erstead, I mean, they had a pretty good yeah. lineup. I just think it got overshadowed by one West Coast issues, but uh, that, you know, uh, Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, all the you know, the juice heads and so forth. You know, if those guys <laughs> played in this era, the Tim Salmons and the Erstads yeah. and so forth, it'd be like, wow, they've really got something going on there. So there we go, man. I've got a, a couple weeks. I got to make up for that. Absolute terrible showing. <laughs> I was like, Yoshi okay. Sugo on that trivia question. Just missing I, I, and whiffing. I, I, uh, it, it was okay. We all we all have it. I, I've had my days like that, Kevin. But you know what? Maybe you can, you can redeem yourself tonight. Uh, first pitch. We're we're doing locker room. Maybe you can even uh, uh, you know swing for the fences there. Everybody join there us on locker room. First pitch tonight against the Oakland A's. We saw those guys a couple weeks ago. So let let's hope that the Rays hitters can can get some video and and, and know how to how to manage Manaya and, and Montes and and Cole Irvin as well. I might try to come up with a trivia question too. 
for you there tonight you on Locker Room. Okay. And for the listeners out there that want to get involved as well. Okay. All right. Uh, that wraps up this edition of the Locked On Rays podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked On Today podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you on Monday.